So I've I've noticed that when I do these intros, my voice always seems to be really high. So I was wondering what would like it sound like if I lowered my voice. So let's go with a hello and welcome to Experience in Gold. I am your host, Nick Singer. <laughs> Joining me are Connor, yeah. Sam, and Keith. You're doing are you it. Gonna intro- You're doing it too slow. It's like too slow. Welcome okay, to KTZO One. So. I'm Nick Singer, right, and I've Nick, got all your smooth. Let jazz me take this standards. from let me let me take this from the top. Here's some coal train for you, cool cats. Coming <laughs> at you at 4 p.m. Just about to get off work. All right, I'm taking this from the top, <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm still using the lower voice. Hello, and welcome back to Experience in Gold, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. I am your host. <laughs> now I feel. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with the original, everyone. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Experience Gold. Just be goofy. Uh Uh-uh. I'm Sam. I play Catman. Welcome to the show. (laughs) That's Connor. He plays Malachi. That's Keith. He plays Pariah. That's Nick. He plays everybody else. This is the last time I try to change up the opening. No, it's good. Experimentation always improves something. Something? You can quote me on that. <laughs> Put it on a condom box. <laughs> Experimentation always changes something. <laughs> Experimentation always changes something. Words to live by. Oh, boy. I mean, you're so, not wrong. In so hell. you guys are in hell. Yep. You have just wagered your lives for Doug's. Our livelihood. Or your souls for Doug's soul. Because Doug knows where the special place is. So you guys, uh, you're not really sure what's morning, what's night. Everything's just kind of in a constant state of hell. Okay. Uh, You wake up after what you think must have been eight hours, six hours. You're not sure. It's kind of disorienting. What do you guys do? Well, I'm all disorientated. I pressed a digitated dragon roar, but not an actual dragon roar, what I thought a dragon roar sounded in the beginning. Hmm. That's not what a dragon roar sounds like. You say to no one in particular. <laughs> in your own room. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm used to talking to Yol, so maybe that's why I said it. Maybe? Valid, yes. In that dragon roar tone, I scream, Hello, Malachi! I open the door. Hi, Catman. Thank you! I've just realized something. What is it, Catman? I don't know where Owl is. What do you mean you don't know where Owl is? <laughs> he was outside the dungeon. I had a nightmare about him being kidnapped by pirates. Granted. They robot pirates. Uh, and they spoke like this. No. Uh, granted, we did leave him with one of the one of the people we rescued. Yep. We you did. guys, You guys left Owl in the airship. Which was not hidden at all. With evil Doug! You guys don't know where Doug is. Or at least Doug's body. You also Brutus. have Prudence in a bag. No, no, we have we have Constance. Constance, that's what I meant. Constance. We do have a Jin. Yes, you do also have a Jin. We don't gin. worry about him now. Well, we have to... Sur- we have to survive so I can get Owl, okay? One less. We don't have the ring. Yeah, because he's a real boy now. He's a real old man now. Let's go get Pariah so we can actually talk to him. Yeah, let's go get Pariah. We go kick the door. Like, you guys just kind of stand there kicking the door? I mean, I do. <laughs> uh, Pariah, have you locked your door? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, eventually, with... It's time for coffee. With Catmint kicking the door, he uh, he opens it, and Catmint is greeted just by the revolver. <laughs> I am going to do something, and that something is pressed to digitate a revolver in my hands, too. We are at a standoff. So as you guys are doing that, um, the rooms are, you know, on the left side, Melkai and Catmint, on the right side... Pariah and Judith and as you guys are at uh, Pariah's door having your strange standoff 
Uh, Malachi, you see Judith walking out of her room. This is the, also the first time you've ever seen her not wearing armor. Ooh. She's just in normal people clothes. And her hair is just an absolute mess. Oh, she shit. looks tired as hell. Like, exhausted. And not standing up straight. She's kind of, like, a little bit slouched. And she looks over at all of you. And she just goes, already? Good it morning. never stops. And she rubs her face a little bit. Well... I'm gonna get cleaned up. I suggest you all do the same. We're going to be fighting devils today. Sounds fun! Can we even, like, kill devils? Is that something that we're capable of doing down here? I mean, if there is anyone we should try to kill, it's probably devils, right? The tournament isn't to the death. What? I mean, it wouldn't be much use. Weenies! All of weak... I've heard that there's a lot more riding on this tournament. That's why Asmodeus chose us. Why did? Where did you hear that? You should probably heard it from Asmodeus or one of his underlings or something. Yeah, but like I didn't hear that. I I left in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. Night. I'm not sure what it is, and just kind of wandered around town. What were you doing? Gathering information. Do you find anywhere that looks like it serves, like, a decent meal? No. Uh. I'm kind of banking on Lucian bringing something. Wait, we have something! Get out the picnic basket! I am ready for some picnic basket shit. Oh no. I'm making coffee while he is a pulling out the picnic basket. I am a fool as a DM. <laughs> we just, like- I spoil you three way too much. Well. Shame yeah. on me. What do we want for breakfast? Uh, I- think of eggs, bacon, and bagels, and, like, open the picnic basket. I love it! So you say bacon, eggs, and bagels, and you open up the picnic basket. Therein lies bacon, eggs, and bagels. The bagels are in, um, some sort of clear plasticine, uh, container. It's Tupperware! <laughs> but you don't know that. <laughs> okay! <laughs> Is it branded? It's not branded. <laughs> Wait, no, it is branded. It says, uh, Jovial. I hate that. <laughs> what do you guys want? I'd like a, a, a bagel. So you guys, Pariah, Wait. do you consume food? I mean, not necessarily, but yes. Okay. And, uh, you guys, we're just gonna say for, uh, just for, uh, story's sake, you guys all take a bite at the same time. Sure. Um, one of you guys takes a bite of bacon, one of you with the bagel, one of you the eggs, and it is at that moment, each of you think to yourselves, this tastes like pears. Everything tastes like pears. Isn't this what bagels taste like? Everything tastes like pears. Everything tastes like pears. Maybe we've been cursed. I'm gonna take a sip of coffee to see if we've been cursed to only taste pears. It tastes like coffee. Uh, Judith walks out um, after about 10 minutes and she looks like her normal self. Judith, have some breakfast. She grabs whatever, she grabs the bagel out of your hand, takes a bite. This tastes like pears. That's pretty good. I wonder if pear bagels would actually be good. She's been mm. cursed too. That's really good. Right? Oh, man. How do you guys feel about pears? Pariah loves them. Was it intentional? Like, are these... Where'd you get all this stuff? The bad guys. She walks over. Um, venison. Ugh, you're so boring. Just a second. It's what my people eat. Uh, from the north, we don't have much up there. We usually have to hunt for everything. We can't really farm. And she takes a bite. This also tastes like pear. I'm gonna try something. I ask for a pear from the picnic basket. It tastes more like a pear than any pear you've ever had. <laughs> the taste can only be described as pear squared. Well, you know, the thing about pears is they're one of the most perfect fruits. You know, sometimes you want a sweet pear, you got them. Sometimes you want a sour pear, I... those exist too. And you think to yourself, what if everything tasted like pears? And you're like, no, that's a bad idea, Connor. Why would any you want everything to taste like pears? You don't. Pears is 
the most like volatile of flavors. It can be either really good or really bad. Uh, I don't really know what uh, what's happening anymore. I'm just kind of going in on a tangent about pears. Good one. <laughs> in the background of Connor giving his speech, Pariah is just eating a few pears. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to have the actual pears. <laughs> yeah, yep. we're just going to eat the actual pears because all the other food is gone other than what we had in our hands. Yes. So we're drinking coffee and eating pears for breakfast, and it's delightful. Okay, you guys do that. I do that. Um, After about an hour, because you guys take a little bit of time to get together, like, you know, get yourselves put together and everything. You guys haven't really seen where Doug is. You don't know where Doug is. You're used to this, so it's why you haven't really kept tabs on it. Yeah. But all of you at the same time kind of have the same thought of, wait a second, where's Doug? Is Doug around? Has anybody seen him? I don't know where he is. Maybe they took him as the sacrifice. But there's a knock on the door. Come in. It, it, it's locked. I send a dragon roar. (sighs) I open the door. (laughs) (laughs) this is you guys are just reinforcing bad behavior at this point yeah yeah but uh you open up the door and there's a uh small imp standing there dressed uh he's dressed up kind of like the male the mailman from uh legend of zelda ocarina of time yes (laughs) you know white tank top short white shorts he's got the flag and he's actually got a he's got a satchel full of like everything. He says, "Um, oh, people. Well, natural people. Um, I have a message for you. Uh, you are to meet at the Coliseum at uh, at uh, three three p.m. <clears throat> I I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry." Uh, 11 a.m. What time is it? 10. Yeah, okay, that figures. So in an hour. Yes, it's... You guys are right next to it, but... It's attached to Asmodeus's... His his highnesses. If you're gonna throw up, go away. I'm not gonna throw up. I'm just really nervous. Oh, you're doing fine, sweetie. I've never seen... I don't even know what you are. I'm what's called a cat mitt. A high elf. Okay. I I just want to get going. I like pop out from the corner. She's a Wilden. Trying to I shut the door. You guys. You close the door on his <laughs> face. <laughs> he did great. As you're closing, uh, boom. Oh no! Oh no! I I I'm gonna. <laughs> I open the door. Sorry. Sorry. He's he's running down the hall. Oh, they're all so nervous. Come back! No, no! They're all so nervous! And Judith walks up. I mean, they've many of them probably haven't seen, well, anyone the likes of you three. I mean, I haven't seen any of them either. Think of how most demons would act if they saw, or most people would act if they saw devils running around on the surface. I think. Around the same thing. Malachi blends in the most right now, actually. Yeah, I still really don't like that. Well, you look like a regular old devil. (sighs) Pariah, do you want me to do special makeup on you and me so that we look more like bad guys? Maybe you, Catmint. Well, it's not Uh, as fun. Catmint, I don't actually think that you could look villainous if you tried. Challenge accepted. I would like to see it. There's no way Catmint's gonna be a heel. Side quest has begun for Catmint. She will remember oh that. Oh my gosh. Experiencing well, Gold, a Telltale podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a great show. Anyway. I'm getting so, us back on track. What do you guys do for the hour that have, you have to spare? We get ready. We put all our armor on. We put all our cool weapons on. I pick up my book. Yep. Your big old book. Catmint picking up that book takes about the full hour. <laughs> I, I draw angry eyebrows on my eyebrows okay uh so yeah so i go into my room um put on my armor uh grab my mini swords uh and i guess i start just doing some stretches i think i'm mostly focusing on trying to i think for the most part i'm trying to to keep 
balance because I'm, I'm still not used to being propelled by my own power. It's still a very weird feeling for me. While your legs are shakier, your arms are more fluid. You guys head over when you are ready? Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. A little bit early, probably. Okay. You guys arrive at the Colosseum. It is connected to Asmodeus's palace, as he said. And you see Asmodeus standing at uh, the doorway, which is, you know, a little bit intimidating. Yeah. Anytime he's around, you feel kind of a, like a gravity on you. Like, his very presence is almost crushing, because he's incredibly powerful. The only time you've experienced something even remotely like this was when you guys almost died not too long ago, and that was a fraction of what you feel around Asmodeus. But uh, he greets you all with a smile and waves, kind of cordially, like, not just a, like, a brief wave, like a... (laughs) I salute... The little, like, frantic, oh, I know you, wave. Yep. Oh, gosh. You make a me little, feel socially a little, anxious. A little bit excited. And uh, when you guys approach, oh, hey, there you all are. I was wondering when you all show up, Melka. Catmint. Hey, bud. Pariah just Pariah. tips his hat. He nods at you. And uh, Judith. So uh, they've got the rankings up. They've, or, uh, not the Rankins, but, uh... The matches? Yeah, they got the matches up. Now, it's not looking pretty. Catman, you might be having the roughest go of it. Great! I always have to work the hardest. I need you guys to head on in. Because they're doing the opening ceremony. Okay. Mm, You'll find yourselves at the front of the line of, uh, contenders. So why are we up front? Naturally. You're my champions, of course. Oh, you have home field advantage. I get it. Well, it's not advantage, but I am the most important. Is there like a waiting area, a common room kind of thing, or what? There is. It's in the uh, barracks, the waiting area. But you won't... Participants aren't able to see it until after the ceremony. The opening ceremony. So we don't try to, like, sabotage each other. I get it. Let's go. All right. Best of luck, you four. He bows and disappears in flames. Oh! And uh, the doors open. Okay, I am going to kneel down. I'm going to take my uh, Gauntlets of the Emperor. Or I have them written down as Gauntlets of Zapping on my character sheet. Yeah, it's Gauntlets of the Emperor because I'm horrible and unoriginal. No, it's fun. Uh, I'm going to hand them to Catmint. What? If things get rough, use these. Don't put... I have my swords. You could probably make better use of these than I could. I'm worried about if you need them. Don't worry. I Again, I have many swords and I can, like, shoot lightning out of my hands. All is good. <laughs> um, I take the gauntlets. I'm going to see if they resize to me. They don't. But roll me an arcana. Okay. First roll of the night! You know, I'm always surprised that I'm not trained in arcana. <laughs> I got a two! Yep. You have no idea what could possibly help. Thank you for this. I will figure out how to use them. I will allow anybody else to roll no. Arcana. I will also try an Arcana. Uh, 14. You know that she has to attune to them first. I squint my eyes at them. And Pariah, what'd you get? I got an 18. You know that if she, uh... Spends about an hour attuning to them. She'll be good. I don't have an hour. An hour would approximately take up all of the opening ceremony. Okay, I for reference, I'm going to spend the entire opening ceremony not paying attention to anything that's going around me and instead staring at these very, very big gauntlets that I'm and... holding in my hands with. Is Wait, is my book strapped to my back? No, you carry your book. Okay, so you, I'm standing you specified on my book, that. I'm standing on my book holding these very big gauntlets, and whenever we have to move, I have to somehow put both of the gauntlets under my arm, also pick up the book one-handed, and waddle where we're going. I relay the, This is I, why I wanted that I to happen. I relay the information about how to attune and how long it will take. Yep. 
Alright, well, um, I'm gonna just back up a little bit from the mic because that is gonna be what I'm doing for this full hour, okay? <laughs> okay. It's not okay. Good. Waddle, waddle, waddle. Okay. So, right. <clears throat> you guys proceed in, and, uh, it's a... The Coliseum is... It looks like a standard Coliseum, you know, there's a giant pit, there's doors on, uh, the sides. Approximately eight doors, actually. And by doors, I mean giant gates that open from the bottom. Portcullises, if you would. But are they and really portcullises? They are actually portcullises. This is Nick admitting that he was incredibly wrong last time he used portcullis in a sentence, but hey, it's okay. There's stands that go up approximately... You can't count, but I'm letting the audience know. They go back around 35, like, levels. So, 35 rows of seating going up, and it is packed to the brim with devils. And there's demons, there's um, a couple, like, abominations, like eldritch horrors. It's not just devils here today. It's every sort of monstrosity from every walk of monstrous life in these stands that would have the ability to be in the hells. You see a lot of, uh, you actually, not a lot of, you see actually a couple uh, chromatic dragons, even. Like real so, dragons? Like real dragons. That has to be uncomfortable for their neighbors their neighbors are not you know they're they're keeping a very defined ring around them but there is one dragon that you guys see that just has tons of kobolds on top of it i was gonna say did he rent out the box uh no he has his own spot but there's just a ton of kobolds the the dragon is the box the kobold (laughs) box i don't see any of this no you do not but you look up in front of you, or you see in front of you, I should say, standing in the, uh, the pit, a row of figures. And specifically, you see a bunch of devils, um, one wyvern, actually, and you also see a uh, beholder and a mind flayer. You, t- you gather that these are your opponents, and... Uh, you guys fall in line with the rest of the combatants and looking up you see that it's not just Asmodeus there are eight other people with him and by people I mean devils one of them looks like kind of like a hologram like they keep kind of like there's kind of a shimmer to them and they're kind of vibrating there are nine people standing up there And you can actually also see Lucian. He's actually standing just behind and to the right of Asmodeus. And Malachi, only you can see this, but there's a faint glimmer of something to the left of Asmodeus. You're not sure what it is, but you can sense it. No one else can. I I point up at the uh, the glimmer. Hey, Pariah, you see that? Pariah assumes that he's talking about Asmodeus and just goes, mm-hmm. That, that's weird, right? <laughs> Very. <laughs> Did you see how that got there? I don't know where that came from. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Asmodeus stands up, gives a very grandiose speech. You guys kind of I don't pay out. attention to it. Yeah, Pariah, I know Pariah like, totally zones out, starts pulling out his gun, checking that it's loaded, fiddling with everything after that it takes about 45 minutes oh yeah he likes to talk you guys hear an announcement saying that all of the combatants should find their way to the waiting room where they will find the uh the leaderboard as soon as oh go ahead as soon as pariah hears an announcement all of the combatants should find their way to the meeting room he starts wandering away like looking oh, from the no looking room? looking for the meeting room, not paying any attention to the rest of the announcement. Uh, one door, one portcullis has opened. Okay. I pick 
put the gauntlets under my arm, pick up my book with the other hand, while still staring at the gauntlets and occasionally glancing up at Pariah, I follow him. Do you need help carrying the book, Catman? No, you can't. It's sacred. As she, like, you. drags you it on the ground. Strap. No, I don't drag it on the ground. I hold it under my arm. Is it heavy? Yes. Okay. Also, you can make me a backstrap for this sometime, okay? I mean, I can try. I'm not much of a craftsman, but sure. Thank you. You guys find your way into the waiting room, and there you see the the matches. All right, what's the deal? Pariah, you see that you are in the second round. Okay. Catmint, you find yourself in the fourth round. Cool. Melikai, you find yourself in the seventh round. A lot you of also, rounds. You, well, there's 16 combatants. Yeah. Uh, when does rounds. Judah fight? Fifth. She's after me. Yep. And, uh, this is your guys' chance to, uh, get to know the competition a little bit. I put my gauntlets on. They fit now. Someone's gonna have to tell me what they do at some point. I'll just say when I use them and we'll see what happens. I would like to look at all of the other people. That is the worst car in the world. It's a motorcycle. Ugh. I'm pretty sure it's the same motorcycle that, like, just circles through. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think I saw him set it down today. You know what setting <laughs> it down means, right? Uh-huh. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Uh, he lost control, fell off, and it skid. Yep. All right. Cool. It's usually people that get too much money because of tech out here that want nice things but don't know how to use nice things. I did that once with my moped, and it should be uh, understood that I was a 20-year-old college girl with a second-hand moped. That's the only time it's acceptable. I hard stands on that. At me. This has been a hot take by Sam Limmer. You can at me. <laughs> I will. So... Catman, okay. you wanted to talk to a, um... I just want to look at everybody to see who I think is the most, um, approachable. All right, To make allies me... with. There are no allies here. Uh, well... Roll me a perception. Okay. And I will tell you who you see. Okay. Nineteen! Well, that's almost everybody. Yay! So, you see a Cambion... So a very stereotypical kind of devil with wings. Mm-hmm. Um, my Cambians have cloven hooves mm-hmm. cool. because it's cooler. Horns on his head, red complexion, mm-hmm. and uh, long flowing black hair. Mm-hmm. He is holding a very wicked looking trident in mm-hmm. his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, just resting on it and just silently watching the competition. There is a devil that you see as well with a beard made of, like, a tentacle-like substance or, like, appendage. You guys know, as players, this is a bearded devil or a barbed devil, sorry. As character, these tentacle-like appendages have spikes and hooks at the end of them. Can I play one of those in our next campaign? Unfortunately, no. Sucks. I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Keith. No. I mean... You also see a hulking monstrosity of a devil with giant tusks and carrying just a giant cutlass that it might as well just actually be a meat cleaver, let's be real. Um, And a very large crossbow is strapped to his back. Um, you see also a devil that has wrapped himself in chains, much like a mummy would wrap themselves in cloth, and all of the ends of these chains are hanging loose, and they have all got spikes and hooks and barbs on them as well. Cool. You see a very tall, lithe woman with a black veil over her face. Um, so you don't know what she looks like. You see a humanoid-looking dragon. Mm. Um, their skin black as onyx. 
They are about the same size as Pariah. There is also a Beholder who is floating around, uh, just kind of like pacing, mm. but floating as he paces, obviously. And each of his eyes is looking at a different person. Kind of, you know, eyeing up the competition. Mm. Ha, 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 ha. You see an actual wyvern, as previously stated. The uh, Mind Flayer is standing in the corner, back to the corner, obviously, looking at everybody, and actually, now you don't know that this is weird. Uh, Malachi, make me a quick um, nature roll. At advantage. 17. Um, you know that Mind Flayers don't generally use magic. Hmm. Could you describe uh, the Mind Flayer for our listeners if they might not know yes. what it looks like? So a Mind Flayer is uh, like a human-sized Cthulhu. If you don't know what a Cthulhu is, imagine that somebody's head was replaced with a squid. What if they don't know what a squid looks like? Go to the museum! No, go to the aquarium. the aquarium. I don't like seeing real squids. What's wrong with you? Squids are my spirit animal. Squids Actually, are amazing. Anyway, but this Mind Flayer is doing magic. Okay. And then you also see just a pretty standard-looking... I'm just kidding. He's not very standard-looking. He looks like a giant minotaur with four arms. Cool. And uh, that's all of them. Uh, I huddle the group together. Pariah would like to also look at all of these people, but specifically trying to weigh out, uh, you know, if there's any weakness he might see or anything that might indicate their style of fighting. Obviously, the Illithid uses magic. Right. Uh, roll me an insight, then. Insight. That is a 14. You've never really seen anything like this before. This is quite the menagerie before you. So, you're having a hard time sizing any of them up. Okay. Um... I well, beeline for that tusk man. <laughs> Originally, he wasn't going to notice you. Mm-hmm. Hello? But you, you walk up with so much gusto and you loudly announce hello. Hello! That he can't help but notice you. And he looks down. Keep in mind, the, uh, the monster manual classifies him as a large yes, creature. Yes, I thought it might. So, I'm you small. are... Itty bitty, and he looks down. You can barely see him. He's kind of got a little bit of, like, you know, that gross beer gut thing going on that, like, villains do in stereotypical movies yeah. and stuff. I love it. And he looks down at you. What? I'm Catman. I will be one of your competitors, and I think. <laughs> I was gonna offer my good luck. And I was gonna say that I think it's only right to wish each other the best of luck, but you're being mean to me. What's your name? My name's Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cam, I think... I think I'm gonna crush you. I would crush you now, but I can't. I was told not to. You're gonna follow the rules like that? I have to. I think you're kinda... And he beats his chest with his left hand, which isn't holding his, uh... Which isn't holding his, uh, Meat cleaver. And he says, We demons, bound by honor. See, I think that's kinda weak, actually. You're letting someone else tell you what to do. It's just me. But... I tell myself bound by honor. I do the thing where I have my hands facing toward me, and then I flip them palms out, and I'm flipping him off, and I'm like, Good luck out there, Cam! And I'm gonna back away. My name is Cameron. I was gonna make friends, but instead I yelled at a very big man. Yup. Cam, I hope you're listening to this. This is the Ark. It hey, has listeners. happened. Listeners, if you haven't caught wind of it, 
buckle up. Uh, Pariah just goes and checks who he's fighting down the roster. Pariah, it says next to your line, next to your name, it says Stephanie. Stephanie. Yes. And who is fighting in round one? Oh, in round one, it is JT and Cameron. Okay. That's all I do. Okay. You have no idea what Stephanie looks like. Nope. So you go and head over. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the, the tournament bracket, and I'm going to try and find myself. Uh, you find yourself in the seventh, and it just says Alejandro next to it. Who is I fighting? You find yourself. Now, you didn't see, I should make note, you didn't see this uh, combatant originally. They actually walked up to the board with you. When I double-checked it? When you went back to look at the board. Yeah. They walked up with you. It looks like a very tall, large skeleton. It's a devil that is completely made of bones. And all the bones are very spiky. Um, their claws, their fingers end in very large claws. And etched into all of their bones is, like, tattoos, but they've actually been, like, etched in with, like, a knife, you can tell. Like, they've been cut into the bone. Yep. And, uh, they're running their finger down looking at, well, claw, looking at combatants, and they go, Catmint. Huh. I wonder who I, that is. I heard she's really scary. How scary? You see that guy? And I point at Cameron. That's Cameron. I know him. I grew up with him. Yeah, she could eat him for breakfast. And she looks around. Who are you? Are you? Oh, I can see because she stopped her finger. Who was it? It's Sydney. The name says Sydney. Yep, okay. <laughs> Side note. Hi, Sid! I hope you're enjoying this episode. Yeah, um, you're going to have a tough one with that one. Right. I'll give you a hint. Um, I heard some rumors before. She is particularly weak to, like, any nature-based things. Roll me a deception Yeah, okay, check. I'd love to. I actually have some skills in this that I haven't what? used before. Yeah, I have some lying skills. So just roll me a deception, then. I got a 10, which is annoying because I have a plus 8. It's my best skill. Oof. That's not gonna be enough. Okay, that's fine. It's not like she's gonna know it's me. She looks down. You know, I just wanna say that that's what I think that someone who's trying to trip me up would say. Well, maybe the person who told me was lying. I don't know. I'm just telling you there that. There is I'm no just one else friend. here that is nature based. Except you. I point at Pariah. And she points at the cat mints growing out of your head. I continue pointing at Pariah. Those are cat mints. They're not. They're bulrushes. And she just looks at you like, <laughs> what? I walk away. And uh, she cracks her knuckles, which sounds even cooler because it's yeah, only it's bone. Like, like a... <laughs> And, uh, you hear the very first announcement blare over. You recognize it as Lucian's voice. JT versus Cam! Up first! Yay, Cam! You notice that he's putting on a bit of a voice. And, uh, Cameron stomps out, looks at you, Catmint. I hope we fight in the next f match! You're, <laughs> you're gonna do so great! Yay! Oh, you will too, small little girl. Yeah, okay. Oh, ha, ha. And uh, you see this wyvern head out. I bet he'd make a good manager. Walking past. And uh, looks at, you know, Catmint and Malachi, who I assume you guys are kind of standing near the entrance. Yeah, I think I would be. I think Malachi would probably Like you two Pariah. of all of them. I might be prying things off the wall. I don't know. <laughs> no. No. 
Pariah yeah. is watching from a distance, not next to the, the yeah. entrance. And also I trying thought. to, like, snag anything loose off of anybody that walks by. Uh, would you like to roll a sleight of hand? Yeah, sure, why not? I okay. provide fashion critiques to Malachi to include in his record. Uh, that is a 30. Wow. Rogues. I am a skill monkey. I hate you. You offered... I hate myself. The DM curse. (laughs) You pick from someone's pocket a book. I pocket it. Okay. It's a pocket book. I pickpocketed a pocket book off a demon. And you pocketed it. And I pocketed it. Oh, pocketed it is not a great thing. I pocketed the pocket book that I pickpocketed off of a demon. Great. It's a devil. So, as the uh, wyvern walks past, you just hear it uh, go, Look, man, I'd actually rather... Okay, fine. If I have to. Whatever. Fine. And uh, they both head into the ring. The battle commences. If you guys want to attempt to make any other interactions, you may do so right now. That's how I'm doing this. When you're not fighting, and it's on a tournament day, you may make an it, one interaction per fight. Somebody else can. I've been kind of trolling the room. <laughs> it's the very first fight. Nobody's really making any interactions with other people. They're all watching. Okay. Catman? Well, if nobody else is going to, I would like to um, talk to the Mind Flayer, but only through my mind. Okay. I would like to... Turn. Wait. Yeah. Do you know what a mind flare is? I. I assume someone said mind flare. Malachi, have you explained mind flares to Catmint at any point? I don't need it explained. I just need the name. I think we've said the name. Uh, Oh wait! In the fiction of the show, it has been stated that mind flares have appeared as the statue in the most recent arc. Pariah destroyed them. Yes, Catmint, you do know that that is a mind flare. I turn to it, I stare at it with really big eyes, and I think, hello, sir or ma'am, at directing it at the thing. And in your mind, kind of crushing it, it almost feels like, you just hear a, what do you want? There's a lot of excited emotions in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> and you just hear a, okay, bitch, calm down. <laughs> and then I just say... I just wanted to wish you good fortune in the fights ahead. Alright, dog, that's cool. Then I'm gonna ask, if it's not a bother, what is your name so I can watch for you during the fights? I go by Isamu. Um, I'll say, I'm Catmint. It's very nice to meet you. And then I'll, I'll do a little nod, and I'll turn around and watch the fight. Um, when you nod, he raises one of his tentacles and just moves it. Oh. In a, like a small wave. Oh. I elbow Pri- er, not Pri, you're not biased. I'll have to elbow Malachi then. I just made a friend with that guy who can read minds. Congratulations? Yeah, we're friends now. Write that down. Yeah, sure. Malik, I, uh, I start writing in there, uh, Catmint possibly thralled, question mark? <laughs> in, a, in like a, like a margin. <laughs> the fight the first round ends and you see that uh cameron has emerged victorious cleanly cleaving the uh, um the wyvern in half for the wyvern to be revived by hellish powers and uh they stomp in two men enter one man leaves it was you i pointed cameron all right pariah Yep. You hear, well, all of you hear, over the announcements, uh, Lucian putting on his voice. And the next match, Pariah versus Stephanie. And you see the, uh, Beholder. Stephanie! (laughs) You see the Beholder get up and float towards, uh, the, uh, gate. Good luck! I wave at Stephanie. And she looks at you with all of her eyes, just kind of judging a little bit. 
don't say anything to Pariah. He wouldn't appreciate it. It's fine. All right. We don't have well, that kind of relationship. <laughs> so, Pariah, you make your way out to the uh, pitch, I assume? Oh, yes. All right. Now, one thing you do notice about this uh, beholder is that its eye stalks are very thin and spindly. Okay. Uh, do I know if that means anything particular about it? No. You have no idea. You've never encountered a beholder before. Fair. You may roll, though. Um, it's a history. All right, I'll roll history. Uh, that is a 17. You know that beholders are... There's different types of them. And you do know that some beholders come into existence when other beholders have bad dreams. You think this might be one of them. Interesting. Yes. And, uh... So, you guys, the two of you, head out to the arena. You stand in your assigned spots. Lucian says, Combatants! Are you ready? Um, I should have specified. When he said that last time, both of the combatants bowed to each other and then bowed to the audience. I'll do that then. Okay. So you bow. The beholder just kind of nods. Because, well. That is that is a bow. A full body bow for a beholder. <laughs> uh-huh. Roll me initiative as the music changes. I got a natural one. Oof. The beholder, named Stephanie, looks at you straight in the eyes and cackles. Just... <laughs> There's no way you're actually going to be able to stand up to me. I don't even know what you are. And it's going to fly towards you very quickly. And you're kind of shocked by this sudden change. And you drop your pistol. Okay. And it is going to um, attack you with its tentacles. Because in addition to its eye stalks, it also has tentacles. What is your AC, Pariah? 18. That will hit. You're going to take 18 damage. And I need you to make me a uh, acrobatics check. I half the damage. Okay. Because I'm a rogue. Mm-hmm. And my acrobatics check is 24. Alright, that will hit you again, and you will take 15 piercing damage, and I need you to make me another acrobatics check. 25. Yep, you are good. And lastly, one last attack, and you do manage to evade this one. It is now your turn. Um, I would like to cast Mirror Image. Okay. You do that. Uh, so I now, right. I now have three duplicates of myself up there. Yes. And that is your turn? Unless I can try to hide using the duplicates. There is... Um... I'm going to say no because the dupli duplicates are already providing a covering effect. Okay. So no other actions? Yeah, I can't take anything else. Well, pick up the pistol. Okay. I was I was I was concerned for a moment. I was like, Keith never forgets things like that. It is Stephanie's turn, and uh, she as she's been like whipping you with these tentacles of hers, she's just been cackling the entire time. And uh, you've gotten a little bit better at dodging them. You dodge the first hit, you dodge the second. But the third one still gets you because she goes, Ha-ha! I have found your ankle! As she clips your ankle. Or a duplicate's ankle. Am I correct in that? Yes, she clips a duplicate's ankle. You um, lose one duplicate. It is your turn. As soon as she says, I found your ankle! All of the duplicates in... All of the remaining duplicates and myself in unison just mm -hmm. go, 
did you? As the duplicate pops. Your move? I am going to cast Color Spray. Okay. As a second level spell. Okay. So, uh, if she has less than 53 hit, hit points, uh, she is blinded. She is definitely not blinded. But I will take my chance using the dust, ash, and colored light to hide. Where? Amidst all of the dust and ash that is now swirling in the arena. You normally have advantage when you roll to hide. I'm just going to have you just roll just a normal stealth. All right. That is a 30 to hide. I just did a gym stare into the camera. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. However, she does get to make a perception roll. She cannot find you and spends her turn looking for you. <laughs> Rogues. Uh, so your I, turn again, I guess. I will fire at her from this cloud of dust. I mean, the fact that each turn technically is six seconds makes me feel better about it. Uh, that is a twenty-five to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. For forty damage. Excuse me. Sneak attack. I forgot you guys are getting up there in levels. So you take one shot, and it just cleanly takes out two of her tentacles. And she howls in pain. And uh, she and her eye stalks all focus right on you. And she goes, there you are! It is her turn. Roll me a d6. Or whatever you roll for not being hit. Uh, she hits a duplicate. She hits a duplicate. She definitely hits a duplicate. The duplicate is gone. You're down to one duplicate. Roll me again. She hits me if she hits. Oh, she hits. And you will take 10 piercing damage. And I need you to make me a... Or make me an acrobatics check. Uh, I half the damage. Of course. And 25 on my acrobatics. Yeah, you are not grappled. And uh, one last attack. Uh, make me another roll to see if she hits you or your one remaining doppelganger. Uh, she hits me. If she hits. Oh, she hits. And... You will take 14 piercing damage as she just continues to f flagellate you. That's the word I used. It is indeed. It is your turn, Pariah. I'm going to try the same thing that I tried in the arena and sweep my cloaks to kick up a cloud of dust and hide okay. behind it. Okay, roll with disadvantage this time. That is a 23. Yep. You're hidden again somehow. So I'm hidden. I'm upset with rogues. And then I will fire from um, the... She does get a turn to try to find you. Well, because I get to use my cunning action as to take hide as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you... Un oh. So I'll attack from the cloud. You're right. <sighs> a 26 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. For 35 damage. Alright. And she has found you, so she attacks you again. Once again, she's going with this whip approach. Please, uh, roll to see if it's a doppelganger or you. She catches a doppelganger. So you have no more of those. Uh, if she made the AC check. She did. Okay, then yeah. She pops the last one. Alrighty, and second attack will hit, and you will take 17 damage. Half of that. Rounded up. Which is... Eight. Eight. Nine. 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 
I miss Hemel. And they will whip you a third time for 18 damage. I will cast shield to raise my AC five. It still hits, unfortunately. Okay. It is your turn, though. How's she looking? Uh, roll me a perception. And while you're rolling a perception, I'm gonna cut really quick to our two other heroes. As I said, any combat you are not participating in, you may have an interaction. I'm gonna sidle up to the Cambion. Okay. Just gonna stand next to them and be like, I like your look. Huh. You, uh, you too, I think. Oh, thank you. It's very nice of you. Yeah, yeah. What do they call you around here? Oh, I, uh, I go by James. Alright. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I just wanted to wish you good luck in the fight. Ten, but not that good of luck because I think my friend is gonna beat you. Uh, what's your friend's name? I didn't think I was up against one of you guys. Oh no, um, my friend's name is Cameron. He won the last round. I'm not up against him. Well, you might be, if you get far enough. Right, um, so... yeah, best of luck to you too. Yeah, he said he really hopes that you guys match up so that he can trounce you. Roll me a deception, Cat. Okay, I'm just trying to stir up chaos now. <laughs> I've noticed. 27. That's more like it. Did he? Mm -hmm. That asshole. I might mm -hmm. have to have some words with him. I think you should. Or maybe, you know, you can just spread it around, too. I'll think about it. Okay, well, I'll see you later, and I'm gonna slip away. Alright. Pariah, back to you. Uh, well, I got a 21 perception to see how she's doing. She's getting tired. Okay. Uh, in that case, I would like to cast Phantasmal Force. Okay. Explain what that does for the audience. Uh, Phantasmal Force allows me to uh, create a phantasmal phenomenon that is no larger than a 10-foot cube and is perceivable only to the target for the duration. Um, it can use its action to attempt to examine it, but it can... this... Uh, this... Phantasmal Force can also do damage to the creature. Okay. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to act like I'm casting a different spell and place my hand on the ground, summoning up, apparently, to Stephanie, several large spikes out of the earth that surround her and stop her from getting close to me. Okay. They do not save. So she now believes these things to be real. And you hear a shrill, sh like a very shrill scream, and uh, she just looks at you. How? How did you do it? Earth magic. You see every single eye have a sense of doubt, <laughs> but also a little bit of confusion. And then I'm going to, again, kick up a giant cloud of dust using the fate, like, phantasmal... Uh, Mm -hmm. Earth spires yep. as additional hiding places and try to hide. Alright. Opposing she sees you still. Okay. Though she does believe these things to be real. Yes. Um, it is her turn and she can attempt her save again, I believe, correct? Uh, she can attempt to investigate the uh, yeah. image. They're going to. Uh, it is an investigation check. Mm-hmm. And it must beat 17. Well, she sees through the ruse. And she looks at all of them and goes, Wait a second. And just kind of waves a, her, a couple of her non-eyeballed tentacles around and dissipates the magic and focuses all of her eyes on you. And she, uh... I am a good flies. distance away. <laughs> she flies towards you. 
The first attack will miss. Second whip will hit. It's gonna be 17 damage at you. And make me an acrobatics, please. That is a natural 20. Okay, you dodge. And she misses the next attack. It is your turn. Well, I will disengage from her, take a few quick steps back, and then mm -hmm. uh, just raise the revolver up, take very careful aim, and this blast of light will come out, and I'm going to fire a fireball. Okay. Uh, so she needs to make a dexterity saving throw. That is a crit fail. Please roll me double damage. That is the last thing anybody wants to have happen to them is crit fail on a fireball. So that is 53 damage. <sighs> okay. Stephanie the Beholder is not dead yet. But they are definitely charred to a crisp. You see that you have melted three of the eyes in her eye stalks. Ew! Is, uh, you hear from Catmint all the way over at the uh, the waiting area. Yeah, that makes sense. There's kind of like a bullpen area. Yeah. Where everyone can like stand and watch. She screams at you and yells a couple things in deep speech at you. Please just make me a quick uh, wisdom save. That is a six. Okay. It hurts your brain a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Uh, this uh, is the first time you've encountered deep speech. Yeah. Even with, you know, your cerebral link with your uh, brethren, none of you, even the new ones, have encountered deep speech. Just so you know. Yeah. She will whip you with her few remaining good tentacles dealing 14 damage. Uh, I cast shield again, which raises my AC to 23. It still hits. How much damage did you do? 14. All right. And where are you at, just for the listeners? Not so great. What is not so great? Bad. <laughs> Was I ever told <laughs> I can't heal him? Yes. Don't die! Uh, my AC is 23 until the end of... My or that is correct. Start my next turn. The second attack misses, and the third attack does as well. Count your lucky stars, Pariah. It is your turn. Uh, first thing, I'm going to drink a healing potion. Okay. And even though the book says that that's an action, I count it as bonus action because I really don't think it takes that much time to drink a potion. You splash them on the ground and the... Vapor! So I Gosh. I heal, because uh, it's 2d4 plus constitution modifier. Yeah. Yeah, so I heal five Okay. hit points. Alrighty. You still have an action. I'm going to cast magic missile. Okay. As a first level or a higher level? As a second level. Okay because I have used all my first level spell slots. Yup. That does 13 damage. 13 all force right. damage. So you pierce a couple holes into this be uh, beholder, but they still will not fall, you see. But it looks like they are very close. You can tell that they're hovering. They're barely above the ground. It is their turn. Their first attack will hit four. Ooh, low roll. Ten damage. Will you have it? I'm... Yeah, I'm gonna half it. Okay. And then I'm gonna cast shield. <laughs> How many second level spell slots do you have? Well, that was my last one. Okay. But shield is a first level. Oh, yeah, it is. Alright. The second attack will then miss with the third one hitting, dealing four damage. What's so funny? Nothing. Okay. It is your turn. I am just going to fire my revolver at her. And unfortunately, I don't have my mage hand out. I can get uh, advantage if I use my mage hand near a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. That will hit. 
for nine damage. It's like you choreographed it. <laughs> and uh, the last bullet flies right through the eye of the beholder. <laughs> That's where all the beauty is. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> the beholder flies back a little bit, you know, with the shot and falls down to the ground, lifeless. The music fades. Pariah and, falls uh, backwards because he's got one hit point. <laughs> and uh, you fall to your back and you feel healing, but it's an unholy hellish healing that uh, envelops you. And you see that Stephanie the Beholder stands up as well. Well, floats back up. All of her limbs, appendages, eyes, everything back in order. And she nods at you. That was a good fight! I'll, uh, I'll do a, a tap on the hat with the gun. And uh, Lucian, you hear him. A wonderful fight! I honestly didn't think either of them were going to make it out of that one. Next up, we have... Matthew versus Jenny! And you see the uh, devil with the beard walk out. And alongside him, you see the woman with the black veil. Oh. in front of her face. And they both head out, and that is where we will end the episode. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Experiencing Gold, tabletop role-playing game podcast music. This episode was done by Perry Toon and Kevin McLeod. You've heard those names before. You can find links to their content down in the description. In addition to those, you can find our social media. We've got a Twitter. We've got a Facebook. We even have email, so you can swing in, ask us questions, uh, just general comments. We would love to hear from our fans, you know. Uh, in addition, we would love if you guys could leave us reviews on, say, iTunes or other things like that, because if we don't hear from you, we don't know how we can get better. Also, more reviews means more exposure, and if you love us, you should share us, because that's how that goes, right? Eh, whatever. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.